Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nonsense Review. I am your host as always, Devon, and joining me equally as always is Rick. Hello, 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 hello. Today we are going to watch something quite special, but before we get to that, if you've watched the podcast or listened to the podcast before, you probably already know that we usually like to start with a bit of a conversation of how our weeks have been and sometimes even bring up some relevant news stories. So to that end, Rick, how was your week, buddy? Well, here's the thing. Last week got so long in the tooth it might as well have been a goddamn vampire and the thing that we forgot to mention was the football and how it didn't actually come home and how neither of us actually care much about football at all so we were all outsiders looking in. I had a financial investment. (laughs) You had 50p on it that could have ballooned into seven quid but yeah 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 yeah. That's pretty much the the long and the short of what football means to the pair of us. Like, I've seen people from other countries laugh at us, and I'm pretty much right there with them, because it's just people putting far too much stock in a bunch of overpaid men passing a ball in little triangles until someone wins, and most of the time no one does. I'm not quite as cynical when it comes to the sport, because I think football is quite an entertaining game to watch, especially if you're impartial. However, the England football fans specifically are a fucking embarrassment. The other thing that's interesting though this this week which is something i'm pretty sure you won't know about unless you've been doing a bit of google through specifically google has a new mini game it challenger island and it's a really really charming little 8-bit thing where if you go on google's main page there's a little little play button you can press you get a a really nicely animated intro movie and they've, they've got that same style of movies for like a little mini cutscenes inside as well and they're like little 8-bit sports mini games to coincide with the uh, the tokyo olympics oh yeah yeah that makes sense a lot of the old uh, online sort of uh, meet and greet forum based sites used to do stuff like that so it's nice to see Google continuing the tradition because I'm pretty sure Neopets and shit like that is either dead or dying I don't know I don't use them anymore what's made it really cute though is that it's uh, it's actually set out like a like an 8-bit RPG okay in that you, you you walk around on an RPG map talk to the uh, talk to the host and then you go and take part in the uh, events by joining teams and all that it's, it's really cute I've shared it with someone already who also thinks it's really cute and I hope it stays around for a little bit longer because uh, I I would like to play more of it. They might release it as like an app in the App Store or something after the Olympics pass, just like, hey, did you guys like this? Here you go, play it on your phone for five minutes. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure they kept the Pac-Man Easter egg, where if you Google Pac-Man, then you get to play Pac-Man on a special map that is the word Google. Seems simple enough to code if you know how to code. Especially if you've got the license for it. Anyway, that's enough about me. How about you? What have you been doing this week? Yeah, the funny thing is, is for me and Rick, this has been, it's been a week and a half, because obviously our last episode was Loki, which means we recorded on a Wednesday. So, I, funny enough, I weeks last week were rather light. We could have talked about the football, we just didn't give a shit. But yes, this week we've got uh, a few extra, well, I've got a few extra things to talk about, so let's get right into it. I've been watching more of The Owl House. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I also need to watch some of this, so this might be something that, if I catch up with you, then we might be able to gush about it. But I've kind of gotten to a point in the series where I'm like, no, I need to catch up, because this shit's getting good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also one of those where you you don't want to get spoiled by articles, because if the algorithm finds out that you like a thing, it will feed you articles. I, I'll be honest with you, my biggest downfall on that is the Twitter, because again, a lot of the artists we decided to follow fucking hype as shit for the Owl House, and th- th- to, to their credit, they always say the Owl House spoilers at the beginning of their tweet, but they're sharing fucking artwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Owl House episode 4 was fucking the turning point for me, because that's um, that's more or less where I left off when I watched it last time. It was a good episode. There were some moments in it where I'm like, I am just watching a, a four kids cartoon version of Alien, so I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and the very next episode, they went to a, co- uh, a convention, a convention for covens. Okay. <laughs> they had this great sight gag of there was a sign outside the convention centre, and it just said, uh, co- uh, convention today, tomorrow, Alchemist Anonymous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really fucking tip. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, you, yeah, cool. It, this this show's great. It's awesome. I love it. Everybody should watch it. If you like Steven Universe and you like, I'd even say Shira. It's certainly got that sort of element of charmingness to it. Actually, when you, when you bring up sight gags, I think no one's really done them quite as well since um, since The Simpsons and Futurama was in their prime. Like, I don't even remember that many from Disenchantment. I think they were mostly they were mostly quips and gags rather than. I remember one from Disenchantment because it was so fucking funny to me. It was in the first series and it just had a sign saying beware of a racist goat. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Later on in the episode, all three of the main characters, uh, Bean, Lucy and uh, Elfo. Is his name Elfo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, As he would tell you every episode. 
<laughs> they're cuddled up in a little pile. It might have been a deer, actually, and he just the, the, the deer's just stood there looking at them, and he just shakes his head. <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole joke, and it's just it fucking really tickled me. Awful, awful, but funny. It set you up and then knocked you flat. <laughs> As I'm kind of on the topic of animation, another thing I've been sort of watching, uh, it's more like I've been watching compilations on YouTube of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of Mike Tyson's Mystery Squad? I've heard of it. So I've seen, like, a couple of, I guess, highlights on YouTube, and I'm like, man, this can't be real. And it turns out, oh, it's real. It's, hey, guess what? You know Scooby-Doo? Let's do that. But instead of any of the characters from Scooby-Doo, we've got Mike Tyson, his adopted da uh, adoptive daughter, this gay ghost from the, I don't know what year, like he knew Oscar Wilde, so about that, well, early 1900s, I suppose. Yep. And this talking pigeon. <laughs> and my God, it shouldn't be as funny as it is, but damn, is it funny. Mike Tyson punches out Satan. <laughs> Look, if you're if you're a fan of adult animation, and by that I mean funny animation that is geared to towards adults and not hentai. Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend it. It's it's a good crack. And uh, it also shows that Mike Tyson doesn't mind taking a piss out of himself. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Because, like, I can see certain other testosterone-charged celebrities not enjoying that kind of thing. Like, uh, Hulk Hogan doesn't mind playing other characters, but I don't think he'd like a character that was literally himself being taken the piss out of and him voicing it. Yeah, no, you see, he's the immortal and untouchable, and he's an all-round great guy and absolutely perfect and flawless, and he's never done anything wrong in his life ever yeah uh, but yeah i was uh, some of the jokes they make at mike tyson's expense i was like there's this has to be like a sound alike but no actually mike tyson <laughs> moving on slightly reddit made me aware of a very funny fucking clip that i, I didn't believe could have been real until like they described it rather than shared the clip and i went that's not real so i googled it so i'll ask a question to you rick because you're a fairly intelligent person if you don't mind me saying okay is the moon a planet or a star no yeah right <laughs> Who's in the fucking name, you bellends? <laughs> so there's a clip of one of those CVC type channels, you know, the daytime shopping channel things where you phone up and go, oh, I'll buy six of these crappy little jewellery that some Indian kid slaved away making. Yeah, uh, South Park made an episode about that where grandparents will buy them. <laughs> Absolutely did. And they melt them down for cash for gold. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so there, two of the guests were basically arguing over whether the moon was a planet or a star, and neither of them could agree. And they got that they had to get their producer to Google it while they were still trying to flog these shit fucking dresses. <laughs> and the producer said, "It's it's neither. It's a natural satellite, which is a very fancy way of saying it's a moon. Well, it's, it's a planetoid. It's, it's it's basically like if an, if that was an asteroid out in the asteroid belt, no more about an eyelid, because like there are asteroids that are that big. I mean, shit. Just look at bloody size of Jupiter." Jupiter's moons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, how the fuck someone could think the moon was a star? I don't know. The educational system has failed you at some point, I guess. I guess it's not fair to bash these people too much, but, you know, it's pretty funny. The awful thing is that these are people who are in a position of trust. Oh, they're not. Even stupider people have put them on a pedestal and are turning to them for recommendations on what garbage to buy. It's people who are in their 80s who have remembered things and they've got nothing better to do because they don't know Netflix exists, so they need some garbage on in the background. And they may be also remembering when they were a kid and they had a sticker that was a star and a moon and a, and, a, and the sun and were thinking, these must all be interchange interchangeable and commutative in some way. <laughs> I think that's a bit of a stretch, but the video's amusing either way, because both people are quite adamant that they're correct, even though they are both very, very wrong. Moving on to some... I've got three news things I want to discuss, Rick. First and foremost, this might only be relevant to my interests, but Iron Maiden are releasing a new album. Ooh. I forget the exact title, but it's something like Setsuma or something or another. And they revealed the album art, and it's Eddie. And I can't believe they've never done this before. It's Eddie drawn to look like a samurai, and it looks fucking awesome. Awesome piece of art. I'll have to check it out. I'll, uh, I'll show you a picture later. But yeah, uh, I don't know if the songs will be any good, but it's Iron Maiden, and it's there's going to be at least one belter on there, even if you don't like the the damn band. Mm -hmm. uh, the next thing I want to talk about, you can actually input on Rick, and you might even know more than I do. So, what do you think of the Steam Deck? I think. I think it's a nice idea. There are a couple of things that I know for a fact won't work on it right now. They do seem to have promised a lot of stuff that a lot of people agree that's probably not going to stay in. <laughs> the biggest problem it's going to have is cooling. The current Switch already has a problem with cooling and it's from like what 2017 and they've not updated it. They, they've released a new version of it which is no better. It's just got a better battery and they're releasing the even newer version which is no better. It's not even got a better battery and that's got problems with 
with cooling. This has got a Zen 2 Ryzen chip, which is the same architecture as the uh, the Xbox Series S. In fact, it's incredibly similar in terms of what it can do to the Xbox Series S, which is incredibly good for the for the form factor that they're aiming for. But it's gonna be an absolute toaster. It's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna burn your hands off. The only people who are gonna buy this are quite possibly rich parents or grandparents for the for the child, Babby, or alternatively, people who don't have laptops. Well, I can see a usage case for it. It's for when I want to go on holiday and do something. Let me stop you right there. We have switches. We do, but also, if I wanted to do something that I would use on my laptop, and I know my laptop's too shit for it, then I can do that. I, I've got way more games on my Steam account that I've never played than I could ever afford to buy on the Switch. <laughs> By the same token, if you buy the Steam Deck, that is a £500 price tag, if I recall. It might be 450 I forget. I think it's like 50 quid more than the Switch for the base model, and then extra for hard drive space. And hard drive space is all you're actually, all you're actually paying for. The top level one, I think, has got an extra piece of glass on the front, but that's just a piece of glass, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just going to quickly Google the price, because Switches are currently 280 Sure. You know why I know that. <laughs> so the, all the articles that report on it say that it's $50 more, so it, it'll be based around the American price. Okay, but at the moment it says the, st the basic Steam Deck costs $400. Don't know what that is in pounds, but that you're probably correct. That does sound about like 50 quid more expensive, especially with the exchange. But if you get the big, the bigger version, it's 529, which is a lot more expensive and the big dickest version is 649, which I think most people are going to avoid. I, I feel like that's going to be one of those where they, they felt the need to have a top-end option, but they realistically probably don't expect many people to go for it. Actually, I think the middle one's the one that uh, is not going to get sold because it's a it's got a hard drive but it's not a very big one like you can pretty much if you do install windows on it which you can then you're going to take up a significant proportion of that hard drive with windows and i know this because it's not that much bigger than the hard drive that i had only for windows and other things decided oh this is your c drive this is where things are now going to be installed get fucked idiot and things kept leaving data carcasses around on that drive and i had to replace it i did find it funny that with my gaming laptop when i bought it i had to Tell Steam off. No, don't install things on the base drive, but install them on this one fucking terabyte drive which has space for games, you prick. Yep, yep, yep. The, <laughs> the deep storage drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to go on the C drive or the D drive? Well, clearly the fucking drive that has space, you fucking maroon. Yep. <laughs> okay, one final thing I want to talk about, unless there's something else you want to get off your chest about the Steam Deck. Uh, just the fact that I think it's a good idea. I think it's very telling that they've waited until there was an announcement from Nintendo about what the next Switch was going to be before they uh, mic dropped it yeah they are they are so lucky because everyone was expecting the world i don't know why they thought this but everyone was expecting the world from nintendo when they announced an upgraded switch and it's like no here's a new screen fucking cool i guess people were expecting a switch pro yeah yeah like the console is what well like you said about five years four four five years old now it's definitely due a refresh like they've had better versions of things in their product lifetimes like the nintendo 3ds had the the new 3ds and the new 3DS XL. And let me just say, calling something the new anything is the worst fucking product uh, idea you can ever have for a brand. It also double sucks because me and you, we're, like many people who are interested in video games in general, we're pretty savvy. We keep you up to date on most news. Mum and dad buying a fucking toy for the kids isn't going to fucking pay attention to that. They don't know what the fucking difference is. It's it's kind of scammy. Yeah, they, they very definitely could have put something new in there. And I'm pretty sure something new would probably have been cheaper to make. At this point, yeah, likely. Because that old technology is now so outdated that they probably have to keep specific production lines open just for those bits. Yeah, but Japan. That's kind of how they operate, you know? They still fax things to each other and put them in actual files. Anyway, moving on before we rag on Japan, and also this segment is getting long in the tooth. Final thing we're going to talk about because fuck em, space capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of coincided with the Euros, so we didn't really talk about it then, but Richard Branson sent his fucking rocket into, the, into space, and then last week, Amazon, or more so Bezos sent his fucking thing to the edge of space and my god I really 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 like space I don't want it to be ruined by these rich billionaire pricks absolutely like they've all funded what they're doing 
they're not even skimming off the top of society. They're uh, they're jabbing a pen in the bottom and putting a bucket underneath it and draining it until they've got enough money out of it and not paying any tax on that. Dude, that's the thing that always drives me mad is the fucking tax dodging. Because when an individual does it, the fucking governments go after them like a motherfucker. But when com- companies do it, they're like, oh, well, we don't, we don't want to offend the companies. They might stop doing business in our country. It's like they're not paying you proper taxes, so fuck them. Get them out. And, you know, if they weren't doing business, in your country, you also wouldn't be getting any difference of, of the revenue because they're still not giving you anything right now. Like every big company does it. I understand that. That doesn't make it fucking okay. I I think one of the best examples of hypocrisy I've ever fucking seen, and okay, guess what? It's aimed at the Tory government. And that is uh they're always quick to be like people cheating on benefits is wrong. Obviously. Claiming benefits when they've got a job or they're able to work but they're saying they can't. Obviously that's immoral. However, do you know what those fuckers get? They get about two £200 a month or you know even the higher end people maybe a grand a month and then they completely fucking ignore all the fucking corporations skimming millions possibly billions maybe not I don't know I don't really know finances that well but these companies not paying taxes loses you way more money than these fucking people on benefits claiming for a few extra that they shouldn't obviously I'm talking about light offenders obviously like people who literally make no attempt to do anything and are like nah I'm just gonna keep scamming the government for all they're worth. Fuck those types of people. I'm talking about people who are like, yeah. and they get the occasional tenor because they mow their la- neighbour's lawn or something. That sort of thing. It's so fucking harmless, but it's like, nah, that £10 needs to be declared and taken off of your job seekers. Cool. So now I'm only getting 40 quid from job seekers this week. Thanks, government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People who have a go at people on benefits, and I'm sorry I'm using this p- podcast as a bit of a platform right now, but fuck it. <laughs> People who look down on people on benefits don't know what it's like living off of benefits. It fucking sucks. They don't give you enough and you're expected to be fucking sucking the dick of the fucking politicians that made it possible for you to get this 50 quid a fucking week. I would much rather a system be in place and not need it than to need it and then not be a system. But by the same token, the system isn't good. <laughs> it sucks so fucking hard. Go- going back to job seekers being 50 quid a week. I work, right? That That's just a fact of life. I spend 40 quid a week on fucking food. Yeah, the the price of having a job in which you can earn enough to surpass job seekers is ridiculous. Like, when I had to go on a, um, one of, you know when you're on job seekers and they send you on these mandatory courses, like, you, you, you gotta go to, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I spent more on that course than I did for the rest of the year, just for the fact that you had to get something, you had to either get something when you were out and about in the town or something that was, that you could prepare in the morning that, you know, would last until some time in the day. Either way, it's more expensive than a fucking 9p pack of noodles or a piece of bread. Dude, people might not know this who listen to the podcast, but I was on Job Seekers for a fucking year, so yeah, I do harp on about it a bit because people think, oh, it's so easy. It fucking isn't. But thing that used to fucking, and Rick, you've hit the nail on the head because you've told me this before, there are some people who work for the Job Centre who don't see their job as finding someone work. They see their job as, I need to get you off my fucking books, which usually means making you do bullshit until you stop claiming. Yeah, their job is not get someone into work, their job is get someone off benefit. And yeah, what they'll do is they will set up hoops for you to jump through and they will crack that whip and they will record the number of times which you fail to jump through that hoop and use that against you in a, uh, essentially, a, they'll, they'll essentially build a criminal court case against you. Here's the thing. I was lucky. I had a great fucking job seekers advisor. She really wanted to help me find, find a job. Mind you, this would have been my second job at the time. My first job was horrible, but thankfully they fire everyone in November. So everyone got let go in November. I went on job seekers and they were like, cool, we'll find you a job. On job seekers for a year, about nine months into job seekers when I went in to see my advisor she said because uh, hey if you don't if you're not familiar with the system you have to go or well, back when I was on it which was like six years ago now it was you have to go see your advisor once a week for a one-on-one meeting and they have to make sure you're actually looking for work and listen blah 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 and she just she just sort of sighed and said I've sent you on all of these courses done every single one and you've still not got a job and I don't understand why not and I'm just like yeah. I kept my mouth shut because I don't rock the boat I'm not that type of person usually but all I could think was yeah because these things don't fucking work. They've been pitched as a thing to someone in power who doesn't know what the universe is because they've never had a day without the silver spoon in their life. Yeah, whether it be in their mouth or up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think we've griped about our government for a bit longer. Yeah, we've griped about the silver spoon. So, Rick, on to much more cheerful discussion. What the fuck are we doing today? We are watching something brand new. It's the Masters of the Universe Revelation, the new He-Man cartoon that's emphatically not called the He-Man. 
He-Man cartoon. It just features He-Man as, you know, poster boy because it's fucking He-Man. It's very odd, isn't it? Because I've I've read loads of articles about this leading up to it because I've actually been quite looking forward to it. And Kevin Smith has straight up said that this is following on from the 1980s cartoon from where it left off. However, it's also going to be accessible enough for people who have never even watched He-Man to get into it straight away. So, don't know how it can do both, so I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've seen the description for episode one and well let's just say that there's an interesting thing that's about to happen before we do start there is one final thing i want to say and that is i've actually looked at the descriptions of all of the episodes because there's only five of them and a lot of them don't mention the word he-man yeah fair enough and i'm hoping the reason for that is they're gonna treat he-man like superman and that is if he turns up all the problems get solved yeah anyway do you want to count us down so we can get onto the reaction sure so season one episode one the power of grayskull three two one and go as a first episode title, that's pretty strong. It is, yeah. <laughs> I've also looked at the voice cast for this, and it's a, it's a fucking strong cast. Yeah, so we know that Mark Hamill is Skeletor. Yes, we've also got Davos, or Liam Cunningham, as Man at Arms. Okay. And we've got Lena Headey as Evilla, Eviltra. Either way, like... Okay. Uh, she, that, she played Cersei in Game of Thrones. Okay. So yeah, uh, I did. In- I'm enjoying this fucking retro art style they're using for the intro. Yeah, it's really good. It's like uh, it's like what what do they call it? Heavy metal. Yeah. Man, someone said to me at one point, "Can you blame Skeletor for wanting to take Castle Grayskull? It looks like his face. Of course he wants it." <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. It looks like his face. <laughs> Look at that fucking shitty looking bee dude. Look at these action figures. It looked like Dr. Bees. <laughs> yeah, this this place looks like a shithole. Why would you defend it? Because it's our job. Yeah. Yeah, got a rubber horse. Dragging in some undesirables, some mutants that they've uh, collected from around the universe. Indeed. And we're off at the pretty castle having a party. Probably the dogs. Oh, there you go. That's the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that is that Liam Neeson? Uh, doubt it. It sounds like how he, um, he talked in, um... Well, that was Man at Arms, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's played by Liam Cunningham. Oh, Liam Cunningham, okay. So... He's one of those guys who's, uh... He's, he's got... I forget, I forget, he's either, like, he's Celtic, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Man at Arms is now Teela and it's passed on from father to daughter. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the thing that I was alluding to with the, the episode title, but they've, they've jumped straight into it, they're, 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 they're knighting Teela as the new Man at Arms. I wasn't expecting that to be He-Man, if I'm honest. Like, it looked like him from his face shape, but, like, isn't he a bit too important for this kind of job? Yeah, I was also expecting it to just be Prince Adam at this point, rather than him being He-Man as He-Man. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, his leg muscles were thick. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. And on display. Yeah. And she looks old and tired. Man, that is such an old-school fucking classic... uh... Evil monster voice, isn't it? There we go. Yeah. Here we are. So yeah, the the He-Man's not going to be the He-Man. Right, yeah, that makes sense, actually. My... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good... <laughs> Who the fuck do you need He-Man if you can just do that shit? Also, how are you okay with he Like, That's clearly... That can't be him, surely. 
I don't know. I thought his name was Battle Cat. I think it is, but I think I think the thing I think the little little shitty Gimby Yoda's just calling Cringer as a uh... Man, this creature's a lot less uh, disgusting looking in this art style. It is good with the uh, the nice little bit of cuteness going on. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd hug it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, yes, that's no, never no, good. No, no, no. That's a shit. Well, I suppose it was just a bubble. So, by the power of a pin. Okay, it can't have been He Man then. <laughs> I have the power. That's a that's a good uh, that's a good statement there. So I've got a question. How come Battle Cat is in Battle Cat form? I, d- I was on I, w- I was under the impression that she only uh, sorry it only transformed when Adam transformed. I don't know. Boy, I hope there's not a lot of romantic crap in this. I think they're pretty much signed off to each other at this point, anyway. Hmm. Does Adam not come off as a bit of a sleazeball here? Or is that just me? Uh, A, he does. And B, like, he's directing it specifically at the person that he's actually trying to flirt with and not anyone else, so. True enough, and she doesn't seem to mind. Yeah. I do also appreciate how his costume looks a lot like Adora's, even though they're from different worlds, essentially. Yeah, but it's kind of weird, though, isn't it? Because Adora's outfit is the Horde uniform. Mm, mm. Yeah, no fucking shit skeletal. Isn't it? Huh. When did we get the T-100? Jesus Christ. That is quite a disgusting sight. But also quite a cool power to have. It's just a robot. Yeah, but one that can pick all of its bits up with tentacles. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's awful. Awful, (laughs) awful. Oh, Rick's dropped from the call. Well, I'll just keep talking. Yeah, I also heard the issues going on. Yeah, it was you this time. Oh, fucking burn. It's so annoying, because all I'm hearing is Joker. Yeah, that's the problem. It is very Jokerish. Like, I don't mind, to a degree. Uh, no, I also don't mind. It suits the character enough. It's just, it's, it's a me problem, not a show problem. You know what I mean? It just makes me bummed out that he's quit Joker, though, because like, he's now left it to uh, whoever DC wants to put in the role. And it seems like Alan Tudyk is doing a pretty good job, but it does kind of suck that it's no longer going to be Mark Hamill. I'm just glad that when they said, uh, hey, we're going to do the killing joke, Mark Hamill went, all right, I'll make an exception. <laughs> but then I watched the killing joke and they, uh, d- oh, they did something that really fucking irked me. Yeah. I think I think you're thinking of the same thing that I'm thinking of. Is it is it the Batman Batgirl relationship? Yeah, the one that's not meant to be that. The one that is literally never that because it makes Batman a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's so disgusting. It's just like, oh, we need to it feels like the guys who decided to do the translation were like, we need to we need to give Batman a more personal reason to hate the fact that Joker sexually assaults Barbara and it's like mm-hmm. well no it the Joker sexually assaulted Barbara there doesn't have to be a special reason Batman is a good person yeah he is going to be enraged by that yeah but it's still it's his protege not his lover there is a difference yeah not only is she a person she's also someone who is a his protege and b like his best friend's daughter. Yep. 
Oh, it's, it's just such a baffling fucking decision. That green guy looked a lot like one of the, uh, one of the Horde soldiers as well. There was, a, there was a green light lizard guy with massive eyes. I mean, I'm still holding out hope that we get a, like, at least a nod to the other series existing. I don't think we will, yeah. but it'd be nice. It's one of those. I think we uh, we, we we did a uh, we did a shallow dive because we can't do too deep a dive without getting all the spoilers. But yeah, it 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 seems that some of the higher ups have decided that there can't be a crossover because there couldn't have been a crossover before. It's one of those, isn't it? Where I I, I sent you a, a quote last night from 2019 of Noel Stevenson. Yeah, yeah. They. They straight up said, hey, by the way, I'm totally... O if they want to use She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, I'm totally open to the idea. Oh, say the line. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like a limp fart. Now, I'll be honest with you. For, for the first time. Okay, that's oh, better. That's, that's what he was saving it for. Yeah, yeah, alright, forgiven. <laughs> oh my days, this is actually she as fuck, the transformation sequence. Ain't it? Absolutely. They, they even have all the rainbows. Man, that smile. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I... I swear in the original, when Battle Cat was untransformed, he was just a regular fucking looking cat, not green and yellow. But I guess I misremembered that fact. How fucking cool is that? Pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> that is going to be the fucking... For people watching on YouTube, you already know this, but for people listening only, that is definitely going to be the fucking picture I use for the bulk of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these look like the bikes that they used to ride in Skeleton Warriors. Well, I wonder where they got that idea from. I mean, Kevin Sniff... Ah, uh, Kevin Sniff? <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith is a massive fucking nerd, so... Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's basically an equal opportunities nerd for everything. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of him being an equal opportunities nerd, his buddy, uh, who plays Jay, uh, voices someone in this. I forget who, but... Oh, that's cute. So it's nice that he got his buddy a job. <laughs> Although I think it was playing some dude called Stinkor or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, as far as action sequences go, this has been a pretty good one. Yo, I remember that dude! Yeah, it's that guy. What is he? He's just called Beastman or some shit, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh... Also, if he hadn't have caught it, then that just wouldn't have hit the ground in the right place anyway. So. Don't worry about it. It's like Star Wars, it's like Star Wars lightsaber duels. <laughs> yeah, they're aiming for where the lightsaber's going to be, not for where the person's going to be. Yep. Dude, bloody, speaking of, have you seen that video of Ray Park doing the Darth Maul shit at full speed? Uh, no. Like, that that dude was, he got told specifically, hey, you got to do your move slower, otherwise uh, the motion capture can't actually capture the blade, so we can't, you know, do the special effects. So, uh, yeah, so one time during a convention, he uh, he just did the moves full speed, and it's like, fuck, how the f- That's fast! My mind is blown! Man. Man, that is definitely Cersei, you can really hear it. Hey, wizard bro! He, do he just looks enough like Vivi for me to really like him. I get you. Or her, or it. I don't really know what it is. I assume it's a he. It was a bloke, wasn't it? Uh, it, it, it sounded like it, but, you know, you can you can never quite tell. I'll, I'll settle for calling it it. Uh, <laughs> it's some sort of creature. Yeah. It's good that Man at Arms is still, like, just as active as well, because... Also, normally when someone retires, they proper retire, but, you know. It's one of those weird things where, t I, I guess we shouldn't call him Man-at-Arms anymore, but we don't know what his fucking normal name is, so... Yeah. The former Man-at-Arms.
Man, that's a really cool looking staff, though, ain't it? Yeah, the 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 goat the goat head on a stick. Yeah. Hang on. Hmm. Oh, do you see that little keyhole on the back where it's clearly that's where the sword goes? Yeah. Like if they share the seeing as they share the same source material, it does look enough like um like the uh, magical technology. Fuck, that's a cool looking flaming skull. Yeah. The heart of Etheria and all that, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the technology looks suitably similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you say, it is from the same source material, so... Yeah, exactly. All, all it takes is for someone to, uh, yeah. That man, that's a weird sentence, ain't it? I know, right? <laughs> How can people say the name Skeletor with a straight face? <laughs> we say as we look at He-Man. Like, you, you, you gotta lean into the bullshit, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Dude, this is I'm I'm mildly disappointed that a lot of the fighting from the trailer is in the first episode. Kind of, yeah, because like normally when you well, actually, I, I'm also kind of not that disappointed because it means that anything that we get in the future is going to be something we've not seen in a trailer already. Oh, I like that visual. It is. Pre- it was pretty decent. Puts his fist in a portal and then a big one comes out and now he's broke it. <laughs> I I love how facially expressive Skeletor can be without any skin. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite incredible and uh, a uh, a nod a nod a uh, credit to the animators really. Moss man, eh? Moss man. <laughs> Why didn't you come out sooner? Isn't it? Oh, right. Skeletor can do fire. Yeah. And we've seen him do fire. I can't believe He-Man's just watched, just stood there for like a minute, just staring and like, oh, no, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, no, Moss Man, our most treasured master of the universe. I also read it wrong. <laughs> oh. There we go. That ge- I wonder where that sword's gone. I thought he was going to say you fucked up. <laughs> I think that was the joke, wasn't it? Yep, there we are. We called it. Man, it must be a quite a dastardly plan that Skeletor is literally willing to potentially die for it. That's the thing, like, I think in one of the uh, cartoons they showed him with a head before he lost all the skin off it. Maybe. And uh, the reason why he's still got muscles and everything is that it's just his head that's lost its, this lost its skin and he's not an actual... Are you fucking serious? I didn't see this coming, if I'm honest. I also didn't see that coming. I was not expecting Grayskull to be a, a fake-out. I don't really know where this is going, to be honest, and I'm not quite sure how to feel about it. Ooh. I also got to give He-Man a bit of shit for this because fucking Skeletor was able to crawl along the floor and get to the orb and He-Man just watched going, No! Like a fucking idiot. No, please, don't do it. (laughs) 
That's a fucking stupid plan, Adam. Oh, is this where um, she finds out that he is He-Man and, they be- and he can become He-Man? Okay, so is this why He-Man's not in the description for any episode? Because they're literally going to kill him off in the first episode. Maybe so. Which, I, hey, guess what? I'll watch the other four episodes, but I'll be fucking doing it under protest. Unless the next four episodes are a quest to try and bring He-Man back. Yeah. Visually, this is not very entertaining. I'm assuming audially it's, uh, oh, it's now two swords. That's, I don't like that, if I'm honest. Oh, it means two of the uh, the masters can have one. Oh man, actually, I like how they look now. I I do, but I fucking jewel like. Oh, okay. So one of them's dark, which is why... So Skeletor's going to get the dark one. I know I'm keeping very quiet, but I don't like what I'm watching. I'm just reveling in the emotion part. So yeah, Adam and Skeletor have have fucked off, and that's why the bulk of the series is not going to have He-Man. And it's probably going to involve these two fighting a lot. Yeah. Man, it's it's weird seeing the evil character have emotion that isn't just rage and anger. I like when you have villains who are legitimately friends and related to each other and, you know. Yeah, it's usually reserved for the good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's why I like it when it's... Uh... Is done for uh, for villains as well. I actually got a tingle, if I'm honest. Yeah, you were meant to. <laughs> yeah. I get. I I assume that his deal is he's meant to be like grandstanding, but like, oh, he's just in denial. I don't know. Are you? He didn't know Adam was he man. Are you fucking serious? Is that what the implication is here? I think he didn't. I think it's one of those that he didn't know, but also was also kind of in denial about that as well. So, it it seems like in this canon, the mum knows and the dad doesn't. Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. Well, he's already passed it on. Bit of enough reaction. Oh, she didn't know either. I didn't fucking realise that. It, uh, yeah, it, it makes sense that she didn't know, based on the reactions that she's been having now. Yeah, but like, I, oh. There's ever going to be motivation enough to quit. Man, she looks way better without the tiara. By the power of friendship! (laughs) 
And it's weird how some of the citizen, the bestial citizens look no less bestial than some of the monsters. I mean, it basically just depends on who you follow, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm going to watch the credits so that we can, I can accurately edit this now. <laughs> oh, Sarah Michelle Gellow is Teela. Oh, I don't know who that is. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Fuck off! So yeah, that's that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good deuteragonist to have, and I guess now protagonist. I it it certainly like based on the descriptions of the next four episodes, I'm going to put money on the bulk of it being uh, trying to find some way to get them back. That's a cool logo for your animation studio, Powerhouse. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's very odd, isn't it? Uh, we've got another 50 seconds of credits, but it's all going to be like the foreign teams. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... I don't know, man. I like He-Man a lot. and I know it's called Masters of the Universe and not He-Man. It's not He-Man's show necessarily, but... I expect him to be more in more than that. And he might be, but I suspect that if we get more He-Man, he's not going to show up until episode 5. Which is the last episode, according to Netflix. Uh, yeah, I'm also... Ex- if it's, it's only five episodes, I'm kind of expecting it to be a half season. So I'm kind of expecting there to be another half of this season, as it were, dropping later. Kind of as a surprise motherfucker kind of thing. I don't think so, because Netflix's thing, especially with animation, tends to be, hey, you get a few episodes and if people like it, we'll do more. Because they did the same thing with Castlevania. Their first season was only like six episodes. Actually, I think theirs was four. So this feels like treading the water. If people want more, they might commission, they might, you know. Um... Yeah. I mean, like, even F-, F is for Family is like their um, their go-to family sitcom that's meant to compete with Family Guy and King of the Hill, you know, as relevant as King of the Hill can possibly be. And uh, that started out with six and then went to uh, ten for the following seasons. Yeah, it's just a smart thing to do, especially for Netflix, that commissions or greenlights so many shows. Uh, it makes sense that some of them are going to be busts, so why not start with small seasons and if things look promising, give them more. Yeah, the good old Netflix toe dip. But yeah, uh, let's try and keep things a bit light. So to that end, Rick, what was your moment of the show? Moment of the show was when he ramped up and had the power. Like, I, th- I think I think you also hit it on the head that the by the power of Grayskull was a bit of a wet noodle, but I have the power was very definitely the raging torrent. It, it was a, it was a good read. You know, it's just a shame the read from before was a limp fart. Mm, mm. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> like, some people no doubt like it. And hell, it might have been something they did in the original cartoon. The original cartoon is before I was alive, guys. So when I watched it, it was reruns. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, how about you? What's your uh, what's your favorite moment so far? I like Skeletor's fight with He Man. It's pretty good. I enjoyed the Flame Skull from. Skeletor, I enjoyed the giant fist going through the portal and then it breaking and the second he pulls his hand out the portal he just shakes it and sort of holds it and cradles it nurses it. Yep. <laughs> it, it's an adorable visual. It's good that fight scenes aren't taken 100% seriously because there was enough serious moments in the show it's nice to have a bit of uh, levity. Yeah, it, it, it shows you how you have a wizard fight a warlord barbarian guy. Uh, pretty much, right? Like, It's just a shame that, uh, what was her name? Teela? Tira? Yeah, Teela. Uh, it's a shame Teela was there to distract even Lich, I can't remember her fucking name either. Evila or something. Evelyn. Evelyn, that's it. Uh, to distract Evelyn, because could you imagine how much of a fun fight you could have if it was those two against one person with the mix of her illusions and his damaging offensive magic? Yeah, but you know they've got to keep uh, they got to keep monogendered fight scenes. Like if if there's a lady baddie, there's got to be a lady goodie to fight her. I guess. And if the man baddie gangs up on her, then oh no, that's a hate crime. I've never been entirely clear on on Skeletor's girls, but I'm pretty sure with the potential want for genocide uh, being in his agenda. I don't think you can get much eviler than that. Yeah. Anyway, moving on before we get bogged down, MVP. I'd probably say Kevin Smith himself for bringing it all together. I, w- I was going to say maybe Mark Hamill, but he wasn't in it that much. And like we say, it- it's very similar to a role he's already done in terms of the delivery that he's given. So I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go all out and say Kevin Smith for bringing it all together. Hat off to you, and hope the rest of it is better. I didn't dislike this episode. I thought it was a good opener, and it left me it left me frustrated 
frustrated, but frustrated enough to want to see it get better. Uh, I'm just I'm just salty because He Man is clearly gone for a while, and He Man is hands down my favourite good guy in in the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that at least a part of where I'm coming from is bitterness that He Man is gone. <laughs> I can admit that. I mean, there's there's also the possibility that one of these five episodes is going to focus on where he's gone, and like he's going to have to like build himself up from nothing again on a like a, a like a, a planet of dickheads or whatever. But you know, I, I've seen that happen in other media. In fact, that one of the best ways I saw it was uh, in Star Versus, where the villain gets lost at the end of season one, and then at the beginning of season two, they show a couple of uh, a couple of montages of him. He's, he goes through both villain decay and villain upgrade at the same time, where he becomes more and more pathetic and get stronger for it well thanks for the spoiler of the thing we're going to watch at some point man this season two we're going to we're going to watch the we're going to watch the starting episode <laughs> mm, i might just take it off the docket out of spite <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i just had a thought with adam being banished to somewhere we're not sure of and perhaps i'm getting my hopes up for no for no reason <laughs> what if he's on a planet all on his own or what if he's on a planet with skeletor and the two just keep dueling till the end of time until a uh, specific spaceship just wanders onto their planet that might involve an adorable lesbian couple or another couple and one of them just goes hello oh, i don't think they're interested entirely in space travel well okay you say that but of anybody who'd be interested in a ship and playing around with it and Traptor is the one and out of anybody who's not entirely 100 percent welcome even though they kind of say they're okay with it but also it would be kind of uncomfortable to stick around hordak is the kind of person who might want to just leave <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but I think Entraptor still wants to get to the bottom of first one tech. Anyway, we've getting we're getting sidetracked, you bastard. <laughs> So your MVP? I mean, it's, it's going to be Skeletor, but I'll be honest with you, the episode wasn't my favourite thing we've ever watched, which is a... It might be in part because I was so excited to finally watch it, but it just wasn't all that. Like, the visuals were great, the voice cast is great, there's nothing technically wrong with the show, I just... Without knowing where it's going, I'm kind of left on a bum note. But yeah, I'll give my MVP award to Skeletor because that fight... Pretty much everything he did was entertaining, and he is voiced by Mark Hamill, and that, that dude's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I feel you, I feel you. Like, normally we do it the other way around, Around that I'll do a, uh, a character and you'll do a, a cast member, but I think we've done it a good way this time. I mean, it just depends on the episode and what goes on. Like, I'm not going to try and do something drastically different from you just for the sake of it. Like, for fuck's sake, our first two MVPs were the same person. Yeah, we, yeah, we both picked Mobius and we both picked Obi Wan. <laughs> uh, granted, I said Alec Guinness, but that was just because I was like, I'll make it slightly different. But it's the same person. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was he. Well, it wasn't he, man. Fuck, it was Masters of the Universe Revelations. There's four more episodes. It's all out on Netflix straight away. I'll probably get around to watching it probably before next week. I don't know. Uh, I I think I know what I'm doing today. (laughs) Oh, I've got to edit the fucking episode, so... (laughs) I guess all that's left is to say our farewells, Rick. There is one thing I do want to add to the end of the episode, which I forgot to do last week, which is... Hey, guys, we're on YouTube and we're on a bunch of podcasting platforms. Obviously, YouTube, if you want to talk to us, you can just type a comment. If you're you're listening via audio on one of our podcast uh, platforms, obviously not quite so easy. There are uh, some have comment features some don't and because we host via Anchor it's all a bit over the place and I'm not quite sure how it works uh, entirely so to that end if you guys have questions or just want to ask us anything uh, in general we do have an email we do and you can totally contact us and if you have a question and it's an interesting question we might just read it at the end of one of our episodes now please ignore my tippy taps as I bring up the page to remember what our fucking email address is (laughs) here we go so yeah if you want to send us a message of any kind preferably not hate mail but we can't stop you uh, then send us an email at nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. Again, that email is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. If you've made it this far, thanks for watching slash listening, guys. Hopefully next week's episode will be a bit brighter, but, you know, it was uh, it's me being a pessimistic bitch. Don't worry about it, guys. Uh, all I've got there to say is thanks for watching. Bye-bye.